Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, the Crypto Guy. And today we're speaking with micro-influencer and branding consultant, Shill Gates. So how are you doing this morning, man? A little better, better than when we first talked. That's really good to hear, man. So before we jump into things, really, can you just give us a little background on yourself, what you've been doing or what you were doing before crypto, and then how you got introduced and kind of brought into crypto? Yeah, so I'm a lot different than a lot of people in this space. Um, I grew up kind of in and out of the streets, in and out of prisons and all stuff like that. So I come from a different background than a lot of people that are in the space. But it also has given me a lot more of an edge in some cases because I have like an extreme hustler's mentality. I know what it's like to be with nothing, to go without. And it's kind of forced me to adapt to what's going on in this space. And we'll talk more about that later. But uh, I got into crypto. I think it was, I've been hearing about it probably since like 2013. And 2014, I'm almost positive it was. And Andreas Antonopoulos was on Joe Rogan. And he was talking about all the benefits of Bitcoin and this and that. And I got in at the start of that year and it was right before Mt. Gox collapsed. Obviously that was not fun. I didn't have a lot of money in, I, I make no secret. Like I didn't get rich off crypto like a lot of people did, but you know, I just kind of was on the periphery back then. And only recently, maybe I want to say like 2016 did I really start digging in. Kind of sounds like a lot of people in this space where they originally heard about it and then you know, not till a little bit later that they decide to really jump headfirst in. So that's pretty unfortunate with Mt. Gox. I feel like if I had started right around that time and immediately lost the majority of my crypto, it would have been game over for me. So. Well, yeah, because it's funny too, because my original, like the original thing that was keeping me out, I would have gotten in even sooner. Like when I got in, it was around, Bitcoin was around $200. And I remember when I first started looking, I, I believe it was lower than that. It might've been under 100 I don't remember exact, but the thing that was keeping me out was I didn't understand it. And back then it was a lot shadier. Like I saw a ton of Reddit posts about people's wallets getting hacked on Coinbase and shit. Not So it made me hesitant of putting money in. And because of that, I didn't get in as early as I should have because I wanted to get in. But I was reading up that you have to have a separate computer that's not connected to the internet to make a paper wallet to be fully secure and like all this shit. And I was just like, fuck all that. So that's what really kept me out. And then I do get in and then Mount Gox happened. So just a slew of bad events, pretty much. You know, I kind of feel the same when I when I was first starting to read about it and try to trying to understand there was just this plethora of information. It was almost information overload. So it kind of off put me from getting into it or as early as I wanted to or as early as I guess I had tried to be. But more importantly than, you know, when you got in, I, I want to focus kind of on your background. You said you've got this, you know, almost hustler mentality and you've really used it to build up this brand and kind of do what you're doing now. So can you talk about the first time you you made money in a kind of non-conventional way with crypto using that, you know, hustler mentality? 
I wouldn't necessarily say it was a hustler mentality. And I, I'd say this about most of the people that got money off crypto. Like a lot of it was luck at first. Like a lot of these crypto millionaires, like they, they talk on Twitter, like they have some crazy crystal ball that the rest of us don't. That's not, that's not what it is. They put money in and they got lucky. And I did too to some degree. Like I made thousands of dollars off of Bitcoin, probably tens of thousands of dollars. But to me, the strategy didn't really come in until late in the game. Like after I had some money and after I saw the possibilities with trading as well as with marketing, like that's where I started to kind of craft my monetization. And I've built brands online before outside of crypto. This isn't my first time. I make no secret that uh, I'm sick. I have some type of condition with my central nervous system, whether it's Lyme disease or whatever. And it's caused me to have to get uh, really creative with how I make my my money as well as it's also forced me to be online a lot because I can't do much. So I was never an online type of person. I was out in the real world partying in the streets, running around like a crazy person. <laughs> so all, all this branding and monetization stuff is fairly new to me, but I've built brands on Facebook. I built a brand for myself on Twitter. And I also built one on YouTube. And these are all three separate different things. So touching on that last part, this makes a lot of sense because social media is a fairly new medium, but you've really picked it up quickly. And as we can see, you've been making a good amount of money from it. So kind of moving on from, you know, the first time you made money to now what you're doing, can you kind of just give us a brief overview of how you are making money now as a sort of micro influencer? Yeah, and I think the important, I hate the word influencer, but the important part that you pointed out is micro influencer, right? Like there's people that are a lot bigger than me who do this for a living in the sense that they research the projects and they're very selective about what they they market. And I make no secret of the fact that I'm not like them at all. I'm selling ad space. And if you want to advertise on my page, that's great. You reach out to me, we'll settle on a price and you can advertise using the vehicle that I've created through memes that I post, through shit posting that I've done and through the charting that I've done. So how'd you get big enough to start charging for these promotions? So for me, I kind of fell into crypto Twitter by accident. I was big on crypto Facebook which is horrible. Don't ever go there. But I didn't know about all this. So I kept getting suspended from Facebook for the way that I talk because I'm very abrasive and this and that. So I would come to Twitter to get my news. And I just kind of started building this persona from there because I love shit posting. Like I make memes and videos and all sorts of content. And people just gravitate towards that type of stuff because I'm entertaining. Like it's not an ego thing when I say that, but it's entertaining to watch me. Whether you love me or you hate me, like there's an element there that you can't take your eyes away. And that's how I've built most of the brands that I've built is just by being interesting. You're a very unique character on Twitter. You know, anytime I see a post from you, I know it's going to be causing some controversy. And you've, <laughs> you've definitely used that to your benefit. So circling back, I know we got a little bit off topic there you consider yourself someone who is selling ad space. I don't think you're telling I'm, people to go buy this coin or that coin. Right. You're you're just a platform for people to 
promote their product. All right, so here, here's the way that I look at it in my mind, right? Like I spend countless hours making these memes, doing graphics when I'm doing videos, like the TA stuff that I put together. Like I've made a trading view tutorial. I've made a BitMEX tutorial. I made multiple different tutorials. Like I don't, I'm not getting paid for any of that. So the way I view it is uh, the ads, the companies that I advertise are like my commercials, right? You just happen to scroll by them. If you don't like it, if you don't want to look, don't look. But that's what's paying the bills for me on the back end. So I'm able to do all these other things. So that was kind of a general overview of what you do and, you know, good, bad. I'm trying to stay neutral on it. I see you as someone who sells ad space. Can you now kind of dive into the nitty gritty of how you built your account, how you go about finding these accounts that you do promotions for? Kind of teach everyone who's listening how to start on this and how to become a sort of micro-influencer. Yeah, I'm going to be careful with how much I say just for the simple fact that I'm probably going to be doing some type of mentorship program, being as though I've built multiple brands over the years, like I know how this works. But in a, in a general sense, it's about content. Are you making interesting content, right? Now, I'm not going to get down into the nitty gritty of what types of content I've found work over time, because like I said, I'm... I'm looking to monetize the information I've learned. Like I'm always looking to monetize. Revenue streams are big, a big deal for me. There's that hustler mentality again. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're interesting. And depending on which market you're in, we happen to be in the crypto market, you're going to have to figure out what works for that market. You know, I've done politics, I've done crypto, I've done uh, sports, and I've done music. And I've been successful in all of them in terms of generating viewership, whether it be subscribers, Facebook likes, whatever it is, I've generated tens of thousands of people following each one of those avenues. So that would probably be your biggest thing is, you know, you want to start with interesting content. Is there anything else that you can share? You know, any other tips or tricks that like I said, it's about content and engagement. Like you have to engage people for them to engage you. You know, one of the first places I ever learned about social media marketing was from Gary Vee. And he had a book called, uh, I think it's Jab, Jab, Right Hook. And basically what Jab, Jab, Right Hook says is you have to be giving people something that they want before you start asking them for money or making money off of them. And that's kind of the way you want to do it. You want to do a lot of free stuff, a lot of things that are helpful to people to where you get in their good graces and they appreciate you. So they don't mind as much that you're, you may be making money on the back end or something like that. And, and in my opinion, it's not so much of a trick to them. It's just like, it's a mutually beneficial agreement you guys have. Like you're going to be saying, okay, Hey, I'm going to give you X, Y, and Z content. And you might have to see an ad or two in between that content. Again, just to recap for everyone listening, you want to start by giving free content out. You know, you can't start monetizing before you've built that viewership and before people kind of recognize you for your brand. So, right. you know, be interesting. Find what works for you. She'll hear he posts, he shit posts, he does meme videos, he does some TA, he does some videos kind of doing some walkthroughs on sites and kind of how to use them. Find what works best for you. You know, if you've got a certain passion, focus on that and build your audience around that. Right. All right. Let me give you an example because this isn't 
in the area that I do. So let's say you do uh, TA and your, your end goal is to produce TA content that you're going to sell. Maybe it'll be like online courses, something like that. You can't just come out of the gate saying, I have online courses, please buy them. I mean, I guess you could, but no, no one's going to buy it. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be very successful. So you, you have to put in the work and kind of accrue a track record of being good at what you're doing and giving people information for free. But there's a fine line where you don't want to give too much information, which is kind of the line that I'm walking right now, because like I said, I'm trying to monetize what I've learned over the years and it's hard to not give it all away right now. I mean, you touched on some great stuff. I think everyone who's listening right now is going to love it. Um, So moving on, this is something I like to ask everybody that I have on. What are you most excited for in 2019? One, with regard to yourself, your business, and your brand. And then two, uh, with the crypto markets as a whole. My guess is that you're going to be talking about this mentorship program a little bit more. It's something new that I've, you know, come up with probably within the last month or so. You know, I've been building the Discord for it and all this, and I'm I'm going to be really hands-on with everybody that I help, and I'm sincerely going to be trying to make them ripe for making money. You know, I can only hold people's hands so far, but at the end of the day, I do like helping people. In terms of me personally, my main goal for this year has been to make more money than I did last year, as well as, you know, the mentorship program. But for crypto, I, I don't have a good long-term outlook for crypto. Obviously, I benefit from it doing well, and I want it to do well, but I think it's going to be pain for a little while, and I don't, I don't see anything happen. So for crypto, I don't really have any positive outlook or anything that I'm really excited about. I, I'd like to be. like I, I'd like for a nice bull market to come back and because I, I feel like it's much needed. Everybody's suffering right now, but at the same time, like I'm not going to lie to anybody say that I feel like it's coming because I don't. It's probably a pretty controversial thing. I, a lot of people that come on will talk about how they're you know excited for this turnaround. I think you're keeping it pretty realistic. I well, should... I have been the whole way down. Like I, I, I don't know how long you've been following me, but I've called this thing the entire way down, and I, I went against the grain to do it. And I'm not saying it like I'm some big grandmaster or anything like that, but it's been my ability to not be an optimist that allowed me to you know, see this from an unbiased perspective. I've been following you for a while. I remember you made a video that was hilarious and, yeah, it, yeah. you know, it was that descending triangle and we're <laughs> right. coming up to resistance and you're telling everybody, fuck your bull bias. Like we're going yeah, down like, and then the fuck out. We're about to get rejected hard. And then we went down and you blew up and I, I do remember I, that. So yeah, no, you all right. So I, I was at the beach when I made that. Right. And I'm like, sporadically watching the charts and I'm like peeking in on Twitter and like everybody's getting real bullish. We had just had this pump and everybody's talking about, oh, the bottom's in and this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you people looking at? Like I'm looking at my chart and I'm like, we're coming up to a major resistance zone and we're probably just going to bounce right off it. Like we've done every time before. That's what spurned the video. Yeah. You were, you were extremely realistic in your views. (laughs) And I I like that about you. Um, I kind of share that same bias right now. There's definitely an accumulation phase that needs to happen i'm psyched for that you know when people ask what are you stoked on i'm excited for sideways action where i can pick up accumulate yeah exactly i can pick up some bitcoin so i had a tweet the other day i was like why the fuck would you not want crypto to go as low as it can 
right? So if you believe in Bitcoin and you believe it's this awesome asset and this and that, you want to get it as cheap as you can. Everybody's so greedy that they want it to go up right now so that all their bags go 20, 30, 50%. But like at the same time, why not just sit and watch and wait and hope that it goes lower? That's what I'm doing. I'm not buying Bitcoin until it's like 1K. I'm not saying it's going there, but if I miss the boat, so be it. I'm not buying it here. Bold I statement. I haven't bought any in a while. Yeah, I'm waiting. Because I, I, like I said, my, my outlook is not positive. I expect us to go lower. So because of that, like I'm not putting any money in right now. That's what I'm doing. That's not financial advice or anything. Like it might turn around right now and I miss out. So be it. I have other avenues of making money. So right on making more money than you did last year. Always a great goal. The mentorship program to anyone listening, you know, I'm sure she would be beyond stoked if you reached out to kind of you know, inquire about that mentorship yeah. program. Listen, if you if you hop in my DMs now and you want help with growing your brand, creating a brand, period, or once you have that brand, finding ways to monetize it, hit me up in my DMs and I'll give you like a big break since you're going to be some of my first customers. Like you won't be getting charged whatever I just settle on for the price of the actual package. There we go, guys. So... You know, being an early listener here is going to get you some early access to his group where he teaches you all of the steps. We briefly went over some stuff here, but he's got a discord. He's got, you know, a lot of hands on training. So be on the lookout for that. Reach out to him. Um, right. Because it's multi-layered, right? So you got to build your brand first. Like you got to make people aware of you and create your voice. But then beyond that, like you got to know how to reach out to the companies. Like I'm not just sitting here waiting for companies to DM me. Like I'm proactive. That's the one part I don't think a lot of people get. Like they think marketing marketers are lazy and that we're just taking easy free money. Like, bro, I can't tell you how often I'm in my DMs or on the phone. Like it's 24 seven that I'm contacting these companies. I probably put out like 20 to 30 code calls a day. And like, I'm proactive about it. I'm out here trying to make money. And because of the market situation right now, like it's not easy. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot, like you're saying, a lot of people see this as easy money. You just have projects coming to you and you blast out a tweet. But, you know, it really is a lot of reaching out to different projects, showing them how your marketing works, what you're doing, how you can benefit them before anyone even considers paying you for anything. So if you're trying to get into this, understand that it's not this cakewalk where you're going to be getting paid to tweet like a lot of people see it as. Right. But it also is probably the easiest job I've ever had in my life. Like I said, I, I come from a background of like a really hard nosed life. So I, the, the types of jobs that I was allowed to get because of my criminal record, it was all super hard manual labor. Like, so for me, this is, this is fucking nothing. So you can make a lot and you can also have the freedom to make it anywhere in the world, right? All I need is an internet connection to make money now, whether that be trading or whether it's marketing, because as long as I can contact these people or have access to BitMEX or Binance, like I'm fine. I can make money anywhere I want. Definitely. So to kind of wrap things up, I just want to say a little something and then I want to ask you one last question. Uh, you know, we've been in this bear market for over a year now. Like she'll saying, there's not as much opportunity out there to get paid to promote different projects. But if you start building now and you continue yes. to build through the rest of this, you know, 
downward trend into the sideways movement until we're at that next bull, that's how you're going to see success. Listen, I, I have insider information. I'm friends with a lot of the big accounts. I talk to a lot of big accounts. I wasn't here when this was going on, but back during all that mania, like I was in crypto, but I wasn't marketing back then. Back during that mania phase of crypto, there were people making $10,000, $20,000 just for videos, some for like $8,000 a tweet. Like there is money to be made when this shit kicks off again. So now, like you were talking about accumulation with coins. If you're in the marketing and stuff like that, now is the time to have your brand recognized and out there as a marketer. Because if it ever does kick off again, like there's a fuckload of money to be made. So that's kind of my last question is, you know, what is one tip that you would give to someone who's just getting started or... You know, if you had to start all over, you your follower count dropped to zero, your accounts were drained. What's the first thing that you would do to start building your brand back up? The first thing I would do is DM me to get into my marketing course. <laughs> <laughs> you're not give, you're not going to be giving out these answers for free. No, nah, the first thing I would do is I, I would lay out a strategy, right? I said earlier, you you want to be creating consistent content. So you got to figure out what you're good at and you got to lay out a roadmap of how you're going to make this account. And that there's other aspects that go into it. You choosing a name, choosing your logo, your graphics. Like it, there's, there's a ton of different things that go into branding and it's not all just by accident. Like you have to think about these things. And I see so many people doing it wrong. And that's why I'm making this course because I've, over the years, I've figured out how to do it right, at least right in terms of something that works for me. And I feel like it could work for other people. I'm not by any means the end all be all of marketing or branding, but I do know what works and I especially know what works in this space. So you touched on kind of planning out and road mapping your, your progression and when I started, personally, I know this sounds super lame, but I got a cork board, I got some you know, index cards, and I kind of just laid out what I wanted my brand to be. I had my social media in the middle of it. I had you know, what kind of podcasts I'm gonna be doing, any kind of YouTube, and I kind of just laid it all out, and then I've started at the middle, and I'm slowly branching out. So to anyone who's getting started, you really need to plan this. It's not something you can just jump right into especially if you have the goal of producing income from it. It's like when they when they used to teach you in school, you know, when they have you write a story and before you started, they always made you do that like idea web or whatever it was called. Like it's the same type of thing. You got to do that for everything. Like he said, with a cork board, you got to do it for anything you're about to get into. If you have a business, you create a business plan. Like it, this is a business. If, you know, it's a loose type of business, like I'm my own boss and I don't really plan a lot out but at the same time you do have to plan it out when you're just starting very insightful right there i don't think a lot of people look at you know something like twitter as a business but you, right you, but it is, i mean if you're making money you're you're a business exactly you're a professional if you're making consistent money let me say I, if you just get money one time like that's really not shit but if you're making consistent money on a weekly basis like you're kind of a business yeah definitely it's something you need to continuously plan for and you know look to the future and learn from your mistakes you can't just willy-nilly throw out posts and expect to get paid for it right 
yeah, there's thought that goes into it. And, you know, there's also thought that goes into being a brand. Like, I'm not just sitting here tweeting every time I have a thought. Obviously, when I have good thoughts, I put them out, but I, I sift through them and, and there's there's strategy to what I do. It's not just me sitting behind a keyboard and posting whenever I feel like it. Exactly. I think you dropped a lot of knowledge for anyone who's listening. They've kind of got that, you know, jumping off point to kind of start doing what you're doing. So I really appreciate you coming on. Right. And just one last thing. If if you guys out there are hating on other people for making money, like just, just worry about yourselves. Some people aren't doing so well. And that's where a lot of this hatred comes from. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to scam anybody. I genuinely care about this space. Hell yeah, man. You know, we're all here to, we're all here to get some money, right? If you support crypto, if you don't, whatever you're here for at the end of the day, we're all trying to make some money. Exactly. And I appreciate you for doing this. Thank you for giving me a platform and for having me on. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful, or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.